0: This is the Old Trailblazer Broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, pastor here at Radio Mission, where the Old Trailblazer Broadcast originates and goes out every day, Monday through Friday, over these great radio stations. Then also, the Voice of Truth goes out with Pastor L.R. Shelton Sr., the Old Trailblazer, original Trailblazer, on Sunday morning all over this country. And uh, I'd like to hear from some of you folks. Many of you folks will say, well, the Old Trailblazer is my, my old preacher. I'm an old preacher friend, the Old Trailblazer. Well, do you like this kind of preaching, my friend? Do you appreciate it, and do you want it to stay on the air? If you want us to stay on this station, you write me and let me hear from you. I just asked you to write me and let me hear from you. Then if you're able or willing to help me with the broadcast, that's fine. That's fine. We have folks send us a dollar a month. Some folks send us $10 a month. Some some We've had folks send us a, some uh, postage stamps. I said, that's all I got, Pastor. That's all I got. I made a statement one day. I said, go out there in the backyard and dig up that old coffee can and send me $100. And I had a fella do that, sent me a Folgers coffee can with $20 in it. He said, that's all I had, Trailblazer. Didn't have no more, but I'll send you some more later. Would you do that? If you want to hear the good sound, old-time, old-fashioned preaching, let me hear from you. Just don't neglect it, my friend. It's so easy to neglect, isn't it? But if you want this station to stay on there, you, you help me. You call me and let me know. We're bringing you these studies now, and uh, uh, blood on the mercy seat and blood uh, in the Old Testament. We're looking at those things. We're in that study where Moses had come to Pharaoh and said, let my people go. Isn't that a great day when the Lord comes to Satan by the Holy Spirit and says, say, Pharaoh, Satan, Satan, Pharaoh is a type of Satan, Satan, let my people go. Let my people go. That's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for him to tell him to let you go, folks. I have friends out there who tell me they're not saved. You say, Trailblazer, you got folks who are not saved. Yes, I do. I got some, I have some who know they're not saved, and I have some, many who don't know they're not saved, who are on a false profession, or on a just a, just a, just, just don't really care, just don't care, thinking religion is just something that, you can pick up or lay down, don't matter what it is, but my friend, religion may be, but salvation is not. But we're looking in this study when Pharaoh was approached by Moses and he said, let my people go. And in our last study, we saw there where Satan does not want uh, you to for you to be let go. Satan won't let you go, my friend, but the Lord tells him, let my people go. And if the Lord uh, lets you stand still there and let the Lord deal with you, Oh, if he didn't do that, nobody would ever get saved. Now, if you want to go back and read those plagues that God poured out on the land of Egypt, you will notice at the first those judgments fell upon both the Egyptians and the Jews until the Jews began to realize that the Lord God of heaven is a God of judgment as well as a God of mercy. As the judgments kept falling and Pharaoh continued to harden his heart, and would not let them go. There came a time when God began to make a difference between the Egyptians and the Jews by mixing mercy with their judgment. Finally, the line was definitely drawn. The Jews began to see their judgment and that God made a difference and had chosen them because he mixed their bitter waters with mercy. Now, let me tell you something else. If God didn't mix the bitter waters of repentance with the mercy of the cross, it would be hopeless, wouldn't it? It would. It would be hopeless. Now, uh, we made a statement there how that the Lord had chosen those folks. Do you know anything about uh, how the Lord chooses a sinner? Folks won't have the election of God unless the Lord uh, gives you grace to do it. And uh, But there is, my friend. The Lord elected, selected a number to save, and uh, that's God's business. That's not our business. You say, well, I don't know who's saved. No, I don't know who's saved and who's lost. I don't know those things. But I tell you, the Lord gave me the uh, grace and the commission to preach the gospel, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke with all long suffering. And uh, so let's get, let's get this, my friend. God never saves a sinner, never delivers a sinner, until that sinner is made to see and to realize and to feel and to acknowledge the judgment of God upon sin. Sin is not a light thing, my friend. It's not. Oh, I know what we day the day we're living in. I know that day of shallowness and all of those things, and many of our many of our pastors and preachers now stand before their audience, small or large and give out a little invitation to trust Jesus. Just trust Jesus, my friend, that's not salvation. That's not salvation. Walking down some church aisle and giving your heart to Jesus, that's not salvation. No, sir. Salvation is a, is a dying to sin of seeing yourself helpless and hopeless and coming to Christ as a poor old sinner begging for mercy. Yes, begging for mercy. You say, well, I won't beg nobody from nothing. Well, you'll go to hell for your trouble, my friend. But listen, all this little handshaking, easy-believing-ism, walking down the aisle, shaking the preacher's hand, signing a little card, making the decision. That's not salvation. No, sir, that's not salvation. I've told you once or twice about this man I heard on the radio one Sunday night. I was coming home from a meeting place, and I heard this man from somewhere up in Tennessee. And he brought a message. He was a retired military man, and he told a lot of military stories. And I, I was interested. That's what got me interested in him. But then he would uh, get off on to uh, talking about uh, being saved. And he said, now, uh, now, if, if you're not saved, he said, uh, I, want, I want you to pray this prayer. And he, he, he said a little prayer over the radio. Jesus, I'm sorry I sinned. Uh, I'd love to be saved. Would you save me for Jesus' sake? Amen. And he said, now, now, listener, my listener friend, uh, did you pray that prayer with me? Did you repeat after me when I prayed that prayer? If you did, you're saved. If you did, you're saved. And he said, I want you to write me. And I'll send you some helpful literature to help you in your walk with Christ, with Jesus. Now, my friend, that's as far from salvation as a, as a, as a, as a last year's bird nest. And that's right. Last year's bird nest has no value whatsoever. Birds left it and nothing there, my friend. That man, that man was so deceived. Oh, listen, under such preaching, under such things, uh, invitations, and under those uh, things, a sinner never sees the judgment of God. What does he do? What do you do with that scripture? It says, except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. What did, What did he do with that verse? I'd like to ask him that. What do you do with that? Except ye repent. You say, Well I don't know nothing about repentance. Well, repentance is a gift of God, my friend. It is. Repentance is seeing yourself as a sinner and taking the blame. Do you ever take the blame? Folks ask me, said Pastor, uh, 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 define repentance for me, I tell you it is. I tell you I can do that very easily. Uh, taking the blame. You know you are a sinner, you an old wicked sinner. You know, wicked cuss. You may be high moral character. You may be in church every Sunday morning. You may be uh, living on the high light, high life. But my friend, you have a heart that's deceived and depraved and wicked and sinful. And have you ever repented of that of that thing? Have you ever taken the blame for being such an old wretched cuss? Have you ever done that, my friend? I, I don't know many folks who have ever repented. Do you? But listen. Under those things, under those kind of preaching, nobody ever gets saved. The sinner never sees himself under condemnation. He never beholds himself as a slave of Satan. Don't you know those uh, Israelites, don't you know they knew they were slaves? Every morning they had to get up and go to the brick killed. Every day, every day, seven days a week, every day, every day, held bound by Pharaoh, held bound by Satan, eh, the son of Satan, and going to the same hell as Satan going to be without repentance, my friend. Under such preaching, the sinner never sees himself hopeless and helpless and doomed apart from the grace and the power of God. Now, I've talked to folks by the scores. I've listened to folks over the phone by the scores. I've read emails and by the scores, very few folks ever tell me how that they were awakened saw themselves lost, and the Lord gave them a cry after holiness, after righteousness, after the cleansing power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Very few, my friend. The Scripture says, Are there few that be saved? I believe they are, my friend. I believe there are few. Many, many, the vast majority of our folks are not saved. You say, Well, how do you know, Pastor? I say, Well, because the Scripture says, "If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away; all things have become new." Are you know any folks that has a new heart? Do you know you know any folks that has a new heart? You you sitting in church this coming Sunday, and uh, maybe a stranger sit by you, or someone that you know. Would you just turn to him and say, "Do you have a new heart? Or, are are you a new creature in Christ?" Or if your pastor stands by the back door and shakes hands with everybody and kisses the baby, when you shake hands with him, say, Pastor, did the Lord give you a new heart? Has the Lord given you a new heart, Pastor? Tell us how the Lord saved you tonight. Will you do that? We come back tonight for service. Pastor, would you tell us how the Lord saved you? Uh, some of us wants to hear. No, we don't want to know when you was baptized. We don't want to know when you spoke in tongues. We don't want to know when you prayed through. We don't want to know that. We want to know if the Lord ever touched your heart and let opened your eyes to let you see that you were uh, a wicked sinner in the sight of God. Oh, that's what we want to know. The old trailblazer tells us quite often how the Lord saved him, wouldn't let him go. He was an old wicked cuss. That's right. And uh, joined that little old church and become religious. But the Lord didn't leave me there. You know, religion is not anything, my friend, except a man's opinion. That's all religion is. They have about 10,000 religions in this world, denominations, none of them. None of them have nothing, my friend. They don't have anything. It's Christ or hell. You ever, ever come to that place where it's Christ or hell? Oh, but my friend... Would you, would you just ask the Lord? And you say, well, old Phil you've gone off on a tangent. No, I'm just going to tell you how the blood was applied to the doorpost of those folks' uh, houses there, and the Lord delivered them. But the blood has to be applied to the doorpost of every heart. What, what is your hope today, I ask you? My hope is Christ. The blood of Christ shed in my over my heart, spread over my heart, sprinkled over my heart. It's the blood that covers my sin. The Lord, the, Lord, the Lord can't see my sin. I often tell my folks here, and I tell you, there's not one sin registered in heaven in the book of life against the old trailblazer. They're all under the blood. Under the blood of Jesus, safe from the sheltering, safe in the sheltering fold. Under the blood of Jesus, safe though the ages roll. Safe though the storms may rumble. Safe though the storm may go. Under the blood of Jesus, safe. Under the blood. Oh, my friend, I wish I could sing that little song. Well, of course, we have here. If you'd like to have it, write me. I'll send you the words to it. Also, we're going to bring you that song by Dr. Lester Roloff one day. The blood goes deeper than the stain before we finish up this series of broadcast. But I wish you would. Think about your soul. Am I saved? Ask yourself. Look in the mirror when you're shaving tomorrow morning, Dad. Mama, when you're putting on your makeup and your eyebrow and your lipstick a little bit and uh, ask, ask yourself, am I saved? That old trailblazer wants me to ask you, are you saved? Would you do that for just for the old trailblazer? I don't care how religious you are. I don't care if you sing in the choir. Ask yourself, are you saved? And then write me and let me know. But this is the old trailblazer, Pastor Albert Pandorvis. Remember my mailing address, the old trailblazer, post office box, 1810 Walker, Louisiana, 70785, in my website, radiomissions.org. And I ask you oftentimes, let me know what station you're listening to, and then if you will, help me a little bit with the broadcast, and uh, pray for me. Pray for me day by day. The Lord will give me, you know, it takes a lot of grace to be true to your soul. It doesn't take grace to compromise with you and to pat you on the back and say, Oh, Bud, I know Bill, Joe, whatever, I know you're saved. It don't take any grace to do that. But, my friend, it takes a lot of grace to be true. Remember, and uh, pray for me. Goodbye, and God bless you.